The book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream, is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh, such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful that you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre-order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre-order. And when you do, head on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre-ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro and the first chapter before anybody else. And it's me reading it. So you're going to get a lot of different little behind the scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where I it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation in that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom. It's going to be epic. So everybody that pre-orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that Manifestation Masterclass. So I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So go on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. As long as you're putting one foot in front of the other and you're moving forward and you're being true to who you are and you're being a good person, you're living by your values and you have integrity in the things that you do, love on you for that. You don't have to be perfect in every avenue of everything and be everything to everybody all the time because if you strive for that, you're probably going to fail. The cool thing about being a human is that we're beautifully flawed and that's what makes it interesting. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. I wanted to talk about being a little bit nicer to ourselves, okay? This is really important. I was listening to a podcast, I think it was yesterday, uh, a Gary Vee podcast where he was interviewing Jessica Alba. And he wasn't interviewing her. He was doing a a fireside chat with his uh, employees and Jessica Alba. And one of his employees asked Jessica Alba, how do you have work-life balance? How do you manage it all? How do you run this company and have all these kids and a husband and do everything and keep your relationships with your girlfriends? And do you want to know what she said? I found it very fascinating. This is why I want to talk about it. She said, I don't think I'm really good at that. She said, I can't, I'm not an expert in this area and I'm not going to claim to be. And she said, honestly, like I haven't figured it out. I haven't been perfect with this. Uh, There's a lot of people that I used to be friends with in my former life that I'm no longer friends with because they just, I could not continue to be friends with these people because it just didn't necessarily work in our lifestyles anymore as we both, as all of us changed and transformed. I'm not the perfect mom. I'm not perfect at having work-life balance. I'm not, and I haven't figured it out. And she also then went on to say, I think we need to give ourselves a little bit more permission to be human and to not be perfect all the time. 
Because this is a big question that I find people asking all the time, like, how do you manage it all? How do you have the relationship, the job, the the kids, the, I don't have kids, I have a stepchild, but like, I hear people ask everybody this question, like successful people, the friends that how do you keep it all balanced and in control? And how do you do it all at the same time? And I think that people will give advice as if they've done it and they've figured it out. And you know what? If you've figured it out, congratulations. That's amazing. And I want to know you. And I would love to hear how you figured it out. If it's a hundred percent figured out and you're always great at it. But I think that people that go around saying that they've figured out work-life balance and they've got the most perfect work-life balance can be a little, it, it upsets me a little bit. It makes me feel like shit because I'm like, I have not figured this out. And is this something that we have to figure out? Is this something that like, because we see on the internet and we're seeing everybody's lives now and we're seeing everybody like do all of the things, we're seeing the highlight reel of them showcasing that they can do all the things, but you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't really know the conversations that are being had. You don't really know uh, what's actually happening. And people are getting on the internet and saying they have the most perfect work-life balance and they're balancing everything perfectly and they can teach you how to do it too. And then it almost makes you feel a little bit shitty. Well, this is like my experience at least. I start to feel like, man, I don't have that. And I haven't mastered that. And I don't know how to do that. And I'm kind of just like doing this as I go. And I'm kind of bad at it. And then I start to almost, I'm mean to myself about it. Like, I'm like, no, you need to, you need to have the most perfect work-life balance. You need to figure this out. And then I, I listened to Jessica Alba say this on this podcast where she was like, I don't have it all figured out. And I think we need to give ourselves permission to not have it all figured out. And it's okay. And we're all doing the best that we can. And as long as you can show up and say you're doing the best that you can and you're communicating with the people in your life, and sometimes you're going to be up and sometimes you're going to be down and sometimes you're going to feel like you're crushing it and sometimes you're going to feel like you're failing. And I think that that's the reality of life. And for people to be saying that they've got it all figured out and it's totally perfect all the time is just creating this false sense of reality where people start to feel bad if they don't have it all figured out. And I think that, I mean, when I have conversations with my friends in private that are not like public conversations or public Instagram posts, everyone's sharing with me like, man, this is where I'm struggling. This is where I don't have it figured out. And that's how we connect with each other. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is where I'm struggling. This is where I don't have it figured out. Part of life is figuring it out, giving yourself permission to be a damn human being, having the highs, having the lows, and then learning as you go and just doing the very best that you can. Let's give ourselves a damn break. We don't have to be all totally work-life balanced all the time and totally on it and 100%, 100% of the time and perfect and like crushing it and killing it. Life gets lifey and we can only just do the best that we can. And I get very hard on myself. The reason that I'm sharing this with you guys and talking about this, I think it's an important topic. If I'm struggling with this and feeling this, I think other people are probably feeling it too. You know, I get really hard on myself where I'm like, man, I want, I want to be the perfect friend. I want to be the perfect wife. I want to be the perfect stepmom. I want to be the perfect daughter. I want to make everybody happy and I want to make everybody love me. But I, I'm only one person. I only have 24 hours in the day. Not even, we're not even awake 24 hours a day. And, and I feel like I'm feeling in a lot of those areas when I try to be perfect in all of them. And the, the key there is removing the word perfect completely and just reminding, I try to just remind myself, Jen, you're doing the best that you can. And as long as you're doing the best that you can and you're showing up with your values in mind and your integrity in mind and you're being a kind, loving, caring person, then that's good enough. 
We don't have to be Susie Homemaker, a boss babe entrepreneur, sex kitten in the bedroom, and the greatest mommy of all time, like all of those things at once. And if we, we look online and, and we see people that are saying that they're doing that and we feel like we're failing at that, then that's just such a travesty because I guarantee you, you're doing the best that you can. And I think we need to give ourselves more permission to to just be where we are and love ourselves for where we are and give ourselves grace for just doing this damn life and doing the best that we can. That does not say that, I, that I'm telling you not to push yourself and get outside your comfort zone and do shit that scares you and always try to be growing and being better and reaching, reaching a, a potential that you didn't know existed. That's what life's about, really, like the growth. But it's also a nice combination of being like, okay, this is where I'm at now. That's okay. I love me for me and I'm doing the best that I can. This is my goal. This is how I'm going to get there. And each day I just want to make myself proud for me. Like success is often, it, it's a day by day adventure. <laughs> Someone asked me once, like, what's your definition of success? The definition of success for me is like when my head hits the pillow at night and I look up at the ceiling and like, I'm about to go to sleep. I ask myself, did I do my best today? Did I, did I show up for me and like the people that I love today? Did I do my best? Was I a nice person? Was I a good human being today? And did I move forward and, and squeeze the juice out of the lemon of this day that God gave me? Yes. Okay. Then I am successful. Then that is success. That is the definition of success for me. And it's different for everybody, but let's all practice being a little kinder to ourselves and practicing compassion and, and kindness to ourselves if we don't have it all together. Maybe you're in a season where life is difficult. Maybe you're in a season where family shit's hard. Maybe you're in a season where you, you're figuring out your business and that's okay. As long as you're putting one foot in front of the other and you're moving forward and you're being true to who you are and you're being a good person, you're living by your values and you have integrity in the things that you do, love on you for that. You don't have to be perfect in every avenue of everything and be everything to everybody all the time, because if you strive for that, you're probably going to fail. The cool thing about being a human is that we're beautifully flawed, and that's what makes it interesting. No movie would be interesting if everybody was perfect in the entire movie, and there was no conflict, and there was no obstacle, and there was no beautiful, like, like I was just watching, I'm watching The Bear, and like there was this whole episode of their Christmas. Uh, where it is just like the most dysfunctional family you've ever seen in your life, so much so that it was very uncomfortable. But that's what made the episode so good because there was so much dysfunction. I'm not saying you want to have all this dysfunction. You want to strive to not have the dysfunction. But I want to help you to understand that what we're looking at on the internet and the highlight reel on the internet it is often not what's really going on. So don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time. I, that's my message to myself as well. You guys know whenever I come here, like I'm, I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to me. And I think that it's just an, an important reminder and an important conversation to have as we maneuver through this new world that we live in, where it's like, we're really on this device all day, looking at people's lives and seeing, you know, how we should be, what we should do or what we shouldn't do. And, and stay true to you. Give yourself permission to be you and love on you for who you are and where you're at. And then always just continuously strive to go to bed at night, uh, feeling like I'm proud of myself. You're proud of yourself. You love yourself. You tried your best. You did everything that you could today. And that's my message for you. What are some effective daily practices or rituals one can incorporate to strengthen their manifestation abilities in love and relationships? How can someone identify 
the qualities and characteristics that make a person the one for them in the context of manifestation. All right. So this is a a pretty big question. And of course, I'm only going to answer it um, with my own personal experience because it's different for everybody, but I can share with you my experience in manifesting my husband. So um, really like, all right, so manifestation doesn't happen without action. It doesn't. I I love everybody that's on the internet telling you to just vision board and think about something and it's going to magically appear in your life. Maybe that has happened for some people and that's pretty cool. But what I have found in my experience in manifestation, visualizing and the vision boarding and all that stuff, feeling like it it has happened, feeling like it's yours as as if it is, even if it's not, that is just reprogramming the subconscious. It's reprogramming the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind is really the part of the brain that is driving the ship. And that the example of that is like, you know, when you get in your car and you drive home and then you don't even remember driving home, your subconscious was driving the car. So your subconscious is also like kind of driving your decisions and showcasing you the opportunities and pointing you in the direction of the opportunities that will get you the thing that you want. So if you're reprogramming your subconscious mind to believe that you already have something, that it's yours, that you are already madly in love, that you are with the person that you love, they are making you feel the way that you want to feel, and you're feeling that on a daily basis, you're setting aside some time to really feel the way that you would feel if you were in love with somebody, your subconscious mind is going to get really, really familiar with that feeling of being in love. So then the feeling of being in love or going on a date or swiping right or swiping left or going up to a guy at the gym or a restaurant or a girl at the gym or a restaurant is going to be a lot less scary because your subconscious is going to be like, I'm in love. My love is here. My love is on its way. Like this is easy peasy. Maybe that's my love. And you're going to take action with less fear there. You're going to notice the opportunities way more. So Lena, what I could suggest to you is I want you to practice on your own what being in love would feel like. And you don't necessarily need to know like who the person is because we're not manifesting a specific person. If I were to tell you that someone that you had absolutely no idea was going to make you feel the way that like, like a queen, like we've always wanted to feel, but it it wasn't like the vision of the person that you had in mind. Would you still take that person? If that person was going to make you feel so in love and so happy, like goosebumps every day and like, oh my gosh, my life is amazing. You would take that person, even if they weren't the person that you had envisioned in your mind. So instead of envisioning the human, the person, the relationship that you want, I want you to practice feeling the feelings that you would feel in a relationship when you're in love. So you can go on a wonder walk. Um, you, Lena, you have my wonder walk playlist because you pre-ordered the book. So you can put on my wonder walk playlist. And what I used to do before I met my husband was I would put on my little wonder walk playlist and I would go on walks with him and with some envisionary man. And I would envision that we were walking home from a date night and I would just put myself there. I would visualize like he's next to me holding my hand and telling me how much he loves me and walking, we've got ice cream, we're walking home, and I'm just thinking about how much I love him and how much he's making me feel loved. And just practice doing that and practice feeling love. And then remember that you just felt those feelings of love. Those were not fake. Those were real. And you can feel the feelings of love whenever you want to. And when you realize that you have everything within you to feel the feelings that you want to feel and you don't need anything from the outside world, that's usually when the desperation goes away and you can start just walking into the opportunity without needing and wanting it, which is usually what makes people more attractive. So I want you to practice. We get good at what we practice. Practice feeling love when you're on your own. 
Practice envisioning that you're with that person and you're madly in love. Talk to them, have conversations with them. I know people might think that I'm crazy, but this is what I did. I just, I did this. I was single for a very long time and I was actively working on manifesting a relationship, like actively, like I knew I was manifesting a relationship. And the steps that I took, I will tell you exactly what they were that helped me to be able to notice my partner when he entered. And then more importantly, receive him and not push him away when when he made his way into my life, because that's what I used to do. But I'd prepared myself for him in such a way that when he arrived, I was like, oh, duh, you're the guy I've been talking to. Duh. I really want to know how to maintain the healthy relationships, whether networking or love life without doubting ourselves. Any clue uh, would be appreciated. Okay. So I'm not a relationship expert. Uh, but I do write about connection in my book and I, I, our company is called Super Connector Media and I believe in the power of relationships and the power of connection more than anything. And for relationships, I think that um, I've learned a lot over the past couple of years specifically about maintaining relationships and how to be a good friend um, and how to really be there for people. And for me, what it comes down to is providing value uh, with not without wanting anything in return. And it really is all about providing value. And I think that a lot of people go into relationships with a very much of like a take mentality, like, what can you do for me? What can I get from this? And you need something from the other person. And that always deflects the other person. The other person is not going to want to be around you if they're sensing a neediness or they're sensing a desperation or they're the one that needs to fill a hole for you. I found that the more that you trust and know that you have everything that you need, to be amazing. You don't need another person. You just want relationships and you want to provide value to the other person. And you come into the relationship with a mindset of what can I give rather than what can I get. And you come into the relationship with a mindset of how can I be so interested in this person instead of making them think that I'm interesting. It always, always, always works. And it always makes that person feel unbelievably seen. And I think that the superpower that really great communicators have is they make people feel seen. They listen. They pay attention. They're always thinking about how they can provide value to the other person. And I have found that in my romantic relationship, that the more that I find everything that I need within myself, the better partner that I am because I don't need my husband to make me happy. I like it. Uh, It's definitely a wonderful bonus that he can make me happy, but I don't need him to. And that takes the pressure off of us being, you know, like we, we've been through phases where we've had a lot of codependency in our relationship where we needed each other in order to, you know, and and you'll go through phases like that with your relationship. It depends. Like maybe you're going through a really tough time and you really need the other person to be there. But I think the more time that you spend building yourself up and building up your own self-love and having your own friends and your own interests. And then that relationship is just the most wonderful bonus. You come into the relationship as the best version of yourself. And if both parties come into the relationship as the best versions of themselves, where they don't actually need anything from anybody, it's just a wonderful bonus, all the great things that they get from the friendship. And you go in with a mindset of giving and how can I provide value and how can I make this person feel seen? Then both parties go into the relationship with that. And that makes for a fabulous relationship. So I'm always just trying to think about like, how can I provide more value for my friends? How can I, you know, support more? And I'm not all, I think that always, like I try, but I'm not perfect. Let's, let's be real. And I want to talk about romantic relationships. My romantic relationship is definitely not perfect. And I will never come on here and say that I'm an expert at romantic relationships. I love my husband so much. He's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. We've got a wonderful relationship, but we are not perfect. (laughs) We do not not fight. We do. 
we bicker and we also can get into codependent patterns and all of those things. But that's part of life. That's part of being in a relationship. It's part of being a human. And we understand that we're going to go like this and that's okay. As long as we love ourselves and we're always working on being the best version of our individual selves for the other person. And as long as we know that we always have each other's back, no matter what, ride or die, no matter what, then we're always okay. And that's what we really truly value with our relationship is like, I know no matter what, Chris has always got my back. And I know no matter what, I've always got Chris's back. I'm his number one. He's my number one, no matter what. And yeah, it's called marriage. I know it's funny. It's not, it's, it's not like called like perfect fairy tale every day. No, I think that Disney did a disservice to us girls saying that the dream is to have Prince Charming whisk us away on a horse and it's just, they're going to save us. That's not what it is. Okay. That is not, not, not what it is. And if we strive for that and we hope for that and we pray for that and we expect that and we want that, oftentimes we're going to be disappointed because relationships are two people putting in effort to coexist together. And I, again, I'm no expert, but I am in a relationship and I do go through the highs and lows of relationship. And if you're in our AI challenge or our mastermind, or you do things with me and Chris, we work together, you will see that we bicker in front of people sometimes that it's entertaining, but we are who we are. Um, and we love each other more than anything. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.